We have so much happening in our church, and <clears throat> as a pastor, you get a pretty good idea of just kind of what's going on and who's hurting, and and I, I just want to share this this morning that there are the there's the majority of our church right now is hurting. The majority of our church are, is going through things that it's never experienced before within their families, within their jobs, and we are just seeing a number of different folks who are really under attack, and, and you know, Satan is very good <clears throat> that if he can't get to you in one way or another, he will then attack your family, and the desire there will be uh, to bring you to ruin uh, by breaking up the family, by, by seeing things fall apart within uh, marriages, within children, um, just life itself. And so I really don't normally re- repeat things. I don't always come back and, and preach the same thing over. But it wasn't long ago that we, we looked at this particular passage in First Peter. And I know that on Wednesday nights, I believe you guys have gone through this as well. And, and I want us to look this morning at the, the recipe that God gives us for getting through the, the, the attacks of Satan, the hard times, the hard things. This week has been filled with um, sadness. It's been filled with, with tough days for a lot of us and... and um, and there's families who are hurting, and then there's families who are hurting due to loss. And if we're not careful, we begin to question the love of God, the faithfulness of God. And my friend, we should never, ever, ever question the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. He is good. He is true. But the reality of it is we do it and thank the Lord he is big enough to handle the questions that we throw at him. He's big enough to handle, even when we have our, our struggles with doubt, God is, is, is bigger than we are, and, and we're so thankful for that. But let's look at First Peter chapter 5 this morning, and let's stand together as we read from God's word. I'm going to read it two different ways. First, it says, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of sufferings are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers in the world. Father, today I pray that we could understand that this pain, this hurt, this attack, God, first of all, it's deliberate. It is one that uh, Satan has set out upon us, not just our church, but, but Lord, uh, the churches all across the land, Father, all across this world, there are people who are hurting this morning. There are families who are experiencing loss. There are families who are breaking up. There are marriages, Father, who are in trouble. There, uh, there are people within the church who uh, no longer speak to one another because the devil has come in and done a job within them. 
So today, Lord, we recognize that we are desperate for you. And Father, you have given us a way to overcome the things of this world. And that is through your son, Jesus Christ. He has already overcome. And we put our faith in what he has done. And we put our faith in what you have told us through your word. So Lord, may we be ready for these attacks and realize that we are not alone. But there are many who are hurting. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. C.S. Lewis once suggested that the two mistakes Christians make in in talking about Satan are that we either joke about him or we ignore him. And so often, when we think about the attack here, when we think about what is taking place here in 1 Peter, he's, he's warning the people that Satan is seeking whom he may devour. He is doing whatever he can to break you apart, to to break your faith, to to separate you from God. He's out and about doing this work, and 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 the Bible calls him an adversary. He is one who is out to get you, to to hurt you, to harm you, and he would love nothing more than to harm the church and to make her hurt to a point. That she is no longer faithful to the very God who saved her. That is the desire of your adversary to break you apart and to have your faith stumble and to have, have your walk with God fall apart so that the world would see that and say, see, we told you, we told you that even the strongest of all would not be found faithful. Some of you are experiencing your Job moment in life. You're experiencing that moment where God has looked at, it's called the men uh, of God before him. And he has said, listen, have you considered my servant? Have you thought about this one? Have you considered his or her faith? Have you looked at them? And, and, and maybe what you're going through right now is that moment where God is allowing you to be sifted. He's allowing you to know how desperate you are for him. And so he's allowing the adversary to have a strong part, a strong point in your life, and you are beginning to feel it. You're beginning to feel the pains of Satan's attack. So what do we do? How do we then handle it? Well, first of all, we're to be sober, self-controlled. We're to be sober-minded, self-controlled. We're not to allow the outside world to determine how we respond, how we think, how we act. We're to have our minds set on the things above, the things of God. We're to be sober, not allowing things to distract us, to get in the way, to be self-controlled, not to allow the things of this world to woo us, to to sway us away from, from our faith in God. But to be sober, that means we've got to put away the things that distract us from God, away, uh, putting away the things that distract us from the scripture and the faith that we have. Being sober means we have to get rid of the things that distract us from God, getting rid of the things that we know, honestly, we should not be doing in our life. When we are in sin, when we are not following God, our mind is not thinking properly. When we are out doing the things because we simply want to do them and we don't care who knows it, what they think, all we care about is that we are enjoying ourselves. We, we're going to live the best life we know how to live now. The problem with that is we'll never live our, our best life now. That's to come. That's to come. We will experience that in heaven. But we start thinking, you know, life's about me. I deserve better. I have this. 
We've got to start thinking soberly, get our focus back upon God. What has God called you to do? What has God called you to be? What has changed in your life that you are no longer the person that God called you to be? That sober mind has, has been taken over by the things of this world and the desires of your heart. And if we're ruled by the desires of our heart, we can't be sober. We can't be self-controlled. And so we become an easy, easy prey for Satan. When my mind is not right, when my heart is not right, I am easily overtaken by the devil himself. So if I'm under attack, which the Bible says that we are, all of us are, then we need to be focused upon what God has for us and what he has called us to do and not be distracted by the things of this world. Even if we think we deserve those things, if it's not what God has given us, we don't need them. We have to be self-controlled, be sober. Then the Bible says that we have to be alert, watchful. You and I must come to a place where we understand that being alert means that we are ready. We are paying attention. We are recognizing the things of this world. We're in the word of God. We're paying attention to what the Bible says. We're, we're doing the things that, that God says we should do. If you remember, Paul said, look, I, basically I'm free to do whatever, but I, I choose to do what brings glory to God. He, he, if, if what you were doing was going to cause someone else to stumble, Paul said, don't do those things. Don't do those things. We've got to be alert. How are we affecting the rest of the world with the choices that we make? How are we being an example to the rest of the world by the things that we say and the things that we do? Be alert. Be watchful. Be ready. Because Satan is coming. Satan is on the attack. And folks, that is what I'm seeing in our church today. We have families who are hurting. Families that are, that are literally falling apart. Be alert. And you as a church, be praying for these families that are hurting this morning. And I know that some of you in your mind, you want to act all Christian and say, well, well, tell me what's going on so I'll know how to pray. You don't have to know everything that's going on in order to know how to pray. What you pray is, God, give strength to these families. Give wisdom and discernment to these families as they're hurting We're to be alert even for our brothers and sisters. And then we're to resist. We're to resist the things of of the devil. We're to resist the things of Satan. We recognize what is happening. Someone brings us uh, to a place where they want to attack us. And and the first thing we want to do is what? Be honest. When someone attacks you, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to fight back. Resist those urges. Be sober. Be self-controlled. Be watchful. And resist the attack of Satan. What he is wanting you to do is to ruin your witness. Satan would want nothing more than to ruin the witness that you have for Christ. So we must resist the things of Satan. We must resist all of these temptations. Resist this idea that that I deserve better or I, I should have this or no one should talk to me this way or that way. We have to resist that and understand that God has called us to have a witness even in the midst of our pain. Remember, your witness is more important than your pain. It may not sound fun, but it's just the truth. 
Your witness is more important than your pain. Can you hurt and still be an example for Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason that is, is because as people watch us in pain, as people watch us hurt, if our faith remains in the Lord, what a witness that is for God. Even in our pain, we stay true. Well, Brother Tom, how do we do this? How do we remain firm in our faith? How do we stay strong? It is trusting that what God has said is still good today. God has said it. God is taking care of us. God is dealing with us. God has given us his word. He has given us his assurance that his words are true. And folks, I've read the book of Revelation And just as it was in Genesis, God wins all the way through. Satan may have a little bit of a battle here and there that he seems to win, but the war has already been taken care of when Jesus Christ went to the cross. We should stand firm in our faith. And some of you, as you know, you're dealing with some issues with our, with your children. Some of us in this room, we are, we're, we're going to be raising young children and we're seeing that happen before our very eyes. We're, we're watching some of these who were little babies when I came here who now have babies of their own. And here's what I want you to remember. You stand firm in your faith when your children mess up. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he grows older, he will not abandon it. Some of us, we see our children. We watch her. My mother, I know for a fact, there were days my mother probably didn't sleep at all because she was so busy praying for her two knucklehead boys. And some of the choices that we made in life and some of the things that we did, and yet she trusted that what, what we had been taught, we would not abandon. Our families are hurting this morning. And what we need to be doing as a church is standing with those people and praying for them. There are people in this room who are hurting. There are people in this room who are, who are devastated by things happening in their life right now. And, and what they need to understand is that we don't have to know the story. We just want you to know we're praying for you. But how we struggle, how we walk through this faith, is what's important. Or how we walk through this fight, how we walk through this attack is what's important. How do we do it together? Well, first of all, let's look at this last part of First Peter. He says this, knowing that the same experience of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. Let me read it again out of the other. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. We've all experienced Hard times. We've all experienced suffering. I, I've watched some of you bury your children. And I know the pain and suffering that came with that. And I have watched God help grow you in the faith. And, and, and you, have, you have grown. It's hard to, to lose someone. But you have grown in your faith. And, and you have walked. And, and instead of being defeated by that, you continue to walk. And you continue to grow in Christ But I have watched you suffer. I have watched you literally fall apart in the moment. And then God put you all back together. Why? Because you realize that there have been others who have walked and have made it. Because we all struggle in one way or another. We all suffer in one way or another. Don't ever let Satan 
make you believe that you're the only person hurting. That is one of the lies of the devil is that, that God's picking on you. God's just out there. You're, you, no one else has ever felt the pain that you felt. Those are lies that Satan wants us to believe. The Bible says we've all suffered and we all of our brothers and sisters are going to suffer in the faith somehow. And if you ask me, that's good news. That means that we're not alone. Young people, let me share something with you. One of the reasons that I love older people, and yes, I give them a hard time, and I love to pick on them, but they pick on me too. But if you're younger in here, let me tell you, you better find you a good old person who loves God and start hanging out with that person. Because they have been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. And while you're wringing your hands thinking that nobody else has ever been where you are, they've already been there. And they've already walked through that fire and they can tell you how to walk through that fire and still be found faithful in the end. What I want us to understand today is this. It's very simple and this is a very short message, but I want us to understand something. We are all under attack. The question is, can you still function while being under attack? Your witness is more important than your pain. Does the world see you being faithful even in the midst of your storm? If you've been called out like Job, may you be found faithful like Job. And I know what some of you are thinking, well, if I was guaranteed to have twice as much as I had before, I'd be faithful. That's not what it was about, folks. The most important thing is that you are found faithful, not what you have. We hurt. But are we faithful even in the midst of our pain? I have watched families who are hurting, hurting, hurting. In the midst of their pain, They found someone else hurting, and they began to minister to those people, even though they were in pain, even though their their life was all types of messed up. They looked over and saw someone else who was hurting, and they came alongside that person. And it's not that they were able to set their pain aside. It wasn't that they were able to just forget about what they were going through, but instead they understood the truth of the gospel, that no matter how much is going on in our life, when others are hurting, we come alongside them. A lot of people think, well, that's the pastor's job. No matter what he goes through, he's just got to be ready. Folks, that's the minister's job. And the last time I checked, all of us in this room are what? Ministers. So here's what I want you to know. If you're hurting today, God is faithful. If your family is under attack, God is faithful. Whatever is happening in your life, God is faithful. Now you be faithful. And you begin to minister in the midst of your pain. And I'm telling you what happens. When we minister in the midst of our pain, the blessings are greater than we've ever experienced before in our life. One of my mentors who I loved and miss, man, I miss him. But as he was dealing with cancer, 
And he knew that he was dying. He knew that his life was coming to an end. He would call me. And he would say, Tombo, you remember all those times we talked and you remember the faithfulness of God. And you remember that no matter what you go through in life, you continue to be a minister. That, that man was Joe Duffner. And as he was suffering in his last days, he still wanted to make sure that this preacher understood that even though you're hurting, you never quit ministering. And because that was his approach to death and his approach to the struggles that that were in his life, he died in peace. Whatever is happening in your life, realize that God is faithful. And realize that right now, right now, this moment, right now, under attack, is your greatest opportunity for witness. And here's why. Everybody's watching how you respond to this hardship. Respond in faith. Respond in Christ. And when we do that, God heals the brokenhearted and calms the grieving spirit. And he assures us that he is still in control. That's the kind of God we serve. Good and faithful. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you that even in the midst of pain and hurt, you are still God. You are not shaken. You're not wringing your hands trying to figure out what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But instead, Lord, you are calling us to be found faithful. To continue to share the good news. To continue to share the gospel. We gather the right people around us. We gather our church around us. And they hear our heart and they pray over us. And they walk with us through it. And yet when the world sees us. They see hurting people still sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, still showing the heart of a Christian. And Lord, right now I know of several families in this church who are hurting. They're broken. And so we as a church this morning come alongside them and we put our arms around them spiritually and and we fight for them. We pray for them. And we, we don't have to know their situation in order to know to pray for them. We don't have to know their names because, God, you know them. Lord, for those who are dealing with loss, God, for those marriages that are in trouble, for families that are broken, 
God, today we trust each one to you. And Father, I pray that even though they're hurting, that God, they will be found faithful to put their arms around other hurting people. Because we're all hurting together. And when we minister in the midst of our pain, the God of comfort shows up in our life and comforts us with a measure of comfort that can only come from the Almighty. Father, thank you. God, thank you that you are greater than our situation and that you give us the strength to continue to minister even in the midst of our pain. So we praise you today, Father. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.